Yo, what's up, guys? My name is Ryan Rascali, and welcome to Season 2 of NFL Outlook. I'm here with the same co-host as before. Vern Vimery. And Yeezy. And we're going to talk about the NFL draft. That was one hell of a draft, wasn't it, boys? Right? From the Mac Jones talk to Aaron Rodgers saying he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. Let's just jump right into it. Let's go. The first thing that really surprised most of the media and most of the public was the number three overall pick. Trey Lance. It wasn't Mac Jones. Thank God. It was Trey Lance. My QB three. I like the pick. I think he has the highest potential in this draft, and it's going to take him some time to get there. But I'm ready. I'm on the Trey Lance train. It was a solid pick. I'm not going to lie. Um, as a Seattle fan, you know, if you develop him properly, if Kyle Shanahan can, I mean, it's going to be a very scary sighting for the NFC West and for every other team. Because, you know, now he's just loaded with really good, talented quarterbacks. I mean, I'm kind of nervous. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, just looking at the four quarterbacks in the division, they have Trey Lance, Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson. That's the best QB division in the league, bar none. Like, all four of those guys could make an all-pro any season, and I would not be surprised. Like, that's a stacked division. You know, in my opinion, I just feel like Trey Lance is a good pick, but Justin Fields would have been the much better pick. I don't understand why the Niners didn't choose – Justin Fields or didn't even think about Justin Fields and they were deciding between Mac Jones and Trey Lance and this ultimately led to Justin Fields falling to the Bears at number 11 and like you know he's considered the steal of the draft right now and to be honest I think the Niners should have taken Justin Fields but that's just um, that that report's false by the way Shanahan said they're deciding between Fields and Lance not Mac Jones is never in the picture <laughs> except actually no sorry Mac Jones at the picture at 12 but when he trade when he traded up to three matchups, was never in the picture. Okay, but still, you chose the quarterback with the least amount of pass attempts thrown in NFL history or in college history that went into the NFL. I so, mean, like, he also popped off with the amount of passes he threw. I don't know what you're on about here. Yeah, but like, it's just the level of competition. I know. I get, I get that. I mean, but I mean, Burrow played one season and he did really well in a you know in D one, but. And they gave him a shot, and he's actually decent before he got, you know, injured. I mean, Trey Lance could have that, you know, same thing. He has a big arm. You know, accuracy might be a concern, but, I mean, you could fix accuracy. You can't really teach, teach arm talent like he has. You could teach accuracy pretty well, though, in and my to opinion. To add on to that, Trey Lance played the most Niners type of scheme. Like, he took 80% of his snaps under center. He ran a lot of play action, which Kyle Shanahan wanted to do, but couldn't do because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, Troy Lance was the most Niners-ready quarterback. And I would not be surprised if he started day one. Adding on to that, he had the highest potential, bar none. Like, the dude runs like Cam Newton and throws like Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's nuts. All they have to do is just get his accuracy up, which is just reps. Like, we see the same thing with Josh Allen. The more reps he got, the better he got. Was it the more reps, or was it just Stephon Diggs? Come on, he got exponentially better. Like, you could tell between year two and year three. Like, they're different players. And, of course, Stephon Diggs always helps. If you can get a Stephon Diggs, you go get Stephon Diggs. Moving on, the next pick. 
the Bengals took Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. What do we think about that? That's just not. I mean, I guess if you value like you, you, know, you value having a wide receiver of his caliber, then fine. But you seriously need to look at the offensive line, and you need to realize that Joe Burrow. You don't even know how good he's going to play next season. You know, after his ACL tear. You had to take Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater there. I don't see why you should have taken Jamar Chase. This wide receiver class was so stacked. You should have taken one of the best tackles, honestly. I mean, I don't. Th- I don't think it was necessarily the worst pick in the world. The the um the Bengals had the worst um big play, the the least sorry not the worst the least amount of big plays in the NFL last year, and they took an offensive lineman in the second round, Jackson Carmen out of Clemson. I really like him. I also really like the um, the fourth round tackle they took, Deontay Smith, out of ECU. Like the Bengals did build their offensive line, and you're talking about how deep the wide receiver class was. Arguably, the tackle class was even deeper. Yeah, but when you have the chance to get like someone like Rashawn Slater, who I think is the most NFL ready tackle, I mean, you saw what he did against Chase Young. One of the like already in the NFL, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. I think you like have to take that. I think O line you know, in the NFL right now is significantly more valuable than wide receiver. Especially a left tackle. Maybe. I'm just saying it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not like they did something stupid, like taking Rashad Penny. You know what I mean? Like, it was still a great pick. Okay. I mean, I thought they should have gone Sewell, but I get that you reunite the LSU connection. And then they did address the tackle in the second round with Carmen, like you said. But – in my opinion, Carmen's not the greatest tackle. And at 46, you could have got Cosme or Radunes, who, in my opinion, are better than Jackson Carmen. And especially considering they traded out of 38. And at 38, they could have got Tevin Jenkins or Liam Eichenberg. And in my opinion, those people are tackle three and four for me. So I don't really agree with the trade down, but I like that they addressed the tackle in the second. Yeah, and just in general, like, this Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver core was one of the most overrated in the league last year. Like, um, why am I blanking on his name? They're wide receiver one. Um, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, John Boyd. Tri- Boyd, Tyler Boyd is vastly overrated. Like, he's a cool wide receiver, too. That's what he should be. And he was getting a lot of passes thrown to him, which is why his production was inflated. But I don't see him as a wide receiver one. I really like the Jamar Chase pickup. I mean, I don't think he's, I, I, Tyler Boyd's like, I think he's like a reliable wide receiver when you need him. Obviously, yeah, you probably don't look at him as a wide receiver one, but he could be. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with the fact that Chase and Boyd are going to be some really, it's going to be a really good combination. But I think, again, you should have looked at somewhere, some other position like in tackle. Fair. What do you guys think about Waddle at six over um, Devonta? I mean, I have Waddle over Devontae Smith as a better, you know, receiver. So I like the pick, but <laughs> there's going to be some bad blood between um, Tua and J- uh, Jalen Waddle, as he said he would rather play for Mac than um, Tua Tongvailoa. So I think Tua will, you know, do good with Jalen Waddle as they had that college connection. So I, I love Waddle here. Uh, I think he's insanely good. Yeah, I think it's the right pick here. I don't really understand. I mean, I do understand why people had Devontae Smith higher than Waddle on their boards. 
But in my opinion, Waddle's just the clear better fit for Miami. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're going to see what Tua does this year, whether he's a bust or not. Yeah. The next big story to really come out is Justin Fields falling to 11, which we talked about earlier. That was the steal of the draft. I agree with Yeezy. Chicago. I, I would say the steal of the draft was Rashawn Slater to the Chargers. But, yeah. But, I mean, but I mean, Justin Fields, we have to see. I mean, there's a reason why he dropped down to 11. I mean, teams might not view him as that good of a quarterback. Maybe who knows. But, you know, if he does – I mean, obviously right now it looks like a steal of the draft, but we have we don't necessarily, like, know if he's going to be insane. I mean, same with Tron Slater, but there might have been a reason why he actually fell down that much. I mean – the, the Justin Fields pick did just save the jobs of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, at least in my opinion. Like, if they go into the season with Andy Dalton, they're getting fired at the end of that season. They're not going to win that much. If they go into the season with Justin Fields, the ownership will give them another two years to at least see how Justin Fields plays out. I, on the same note, though, I think the Patriots just traded up for Justin Fields. Like, Yeah, and I, they wouldn't have given up, like, significantly less. They wouldn't have to give up, like, that much because – they went from nine, uh, 11 to 20, and they gave another, like, a first-rounder next year. Going up three spots, I mean, four spots, you would have probably given up, like, what, like a second round or two? Like, I think that's not even that bad for a quarterback that you could believe is going to be the your future. Even so, even at worst-case scenario, say they have to give up a first. I'd rather give up a first and get Justin Fields than keep my first and have Mac Jones. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And plus, you know, Belichick usually trades down, you know, in the first round usually. So it's like, hey, get take it, take a shot at, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in this draft class and, you know, see what you can do. Yeah. That, I don't know. Mac Jones at 15, though, he's a cool pick. I mean, he fits what the, the Patriots need. He'll be a win-now type player. He's a Belichick-type quarterback, too. Get from that what you want. And, yeah, I mean, it was a fine pick for the Patriots. Moving on. The next player that really surprised me, at least, is Micah Parsons, the pick right after. I did not like that pick at all for the Cowboys. That All that tells me from that pick is that Lane Vanderesh isn't coming back. That's that's yeah. all I understood from that. Like. I don't like Micah Parsons. Like, he's a fine prospect. I don't like his history. I don't like what value he brings to the Cowboys. I just disagree with this pick. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys declined Vander as his fifth-year option today, so he's going to be free agent next season. <clears throat> but, yeah, I agree. I don't feel like they needed a linebacker this season. I feel like they should have built up that defense in a different way or that offensive line in a different way, whether it would have been Rashawn Slater at that pick or going down the board maybe a defensive lineman. But in my opinion, you know, I get that the two cornerbacks are off the board, but Micah Parsons at number 12 for me, I just don't like the fit. I mean, I don't actually think um, he um, – Lane Venerish is gone, but I think this is like his proven now year. You know, his career so far, you know, rookie year was insane, but he's been in, uh, injury-filled with, you know, his career's been injury-plagued. So I don't – Again, like what Ryan said, like he's he's a good prospect, but again, he's a kind of like a project player, kind of like with Gregory Rousseau taken at pick thirty. Also, um, he doesn't really have that you know natural coverage instincts like someone like you know Wilson Cormo would have. But he he's he's all right, I guess is probably the best way to put it. But I think that you could have addressed you know like uh, what Andrew said, could have gotten 
and someone like Rashawn Slater and, you know, fix a tackle issue or a line issue. Maybe. Why does Mike Mayock still have a job? I, I just don't understand it. Like, the because race. Rudin is signed for 10 years. That's why. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Christian Darius, was right there. I don't know why he didn't pull the trigger. I mean, Alex Leatherwood at 17, like. You got to pull draft him in the second round, honestly. Like, yeah. you would have traded up and got him. Certainly. You would have your tactical issue solved. To be fair to to Mayock, he did get Murrig in the second round, who I think is the best safety in this yep. class. That's a dub, yep. Yeah, like, if they took him at 17 and Leatherwood at, what, their second round pick, I would not have. That would make more sense. Yeah. But I'm just looking at these last couple of draft classes. Like, Henry Ruggs, the first wide receiver off the board. Damon Arnett with their other first-round pick. Lynn Bowden, who's not on the team anymore. Brian Edwards, the year before. Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell at the fourth pick. A running back in the first round. Jonathan Abram at 27. Trayvon Mullen at four. Like, the, he's just not a good GM. I don't know why he still has a job. He should go back to NFL Network or wherever he was on. He was on NFL Network? Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even put him there, to be honest. <laughs> like, but it's yeah. clear he, has, he just can't evaluate, evaluate talent. I mean, you know, Leatherwood was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. But in my opinion, you know, he, he's not top five of a tackle on my board. I think this pick was a reach. I get that he was trying to address the issue. But in my opinion, Darisaw, Eisenberg, and Tevin Jenkins are better prospects than Leatherwood. And I just – yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I don't understand why he has a job after this. Yeah. And then we talked about it a little bit earlier. Darisaw falling to 23. Great, great, that, great, great value. That's just a dream scenario for them. Yeah. Great pick. Yeah. There's no way to put it. I mean, they, 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 they uh, what do I call it? They, um, they dropped down in the draft. They, they traded down. And they got a tackle, which is a big need for them. And also, this is a bit you know, farther than the draft, but they did also take Kellen Mullen. I want to talk about that. I really like that pick. Um, just you know, just just throwing out there. I really like that Kellen Mond pick. I mean, this is like he's he, you honestly got. He could probably start somewhere in this season, and they get to save a lot of cap once they can get rid of Kirk Cousins. I really like that pick, and you know, him and Justin Jefferson could do something. That's all I'm say. Interesting enough, a report came out today that if Justin Fields fell what two more picks, the Vikings would have taken him. Like. I think it's clear this is Kirk Cousins' last season in Minnesota. They won a franchise quarterback, and I think they're done with the Kirk Cousins experiment. It wasn't bad, necessarily. Like, obviously, like, didn't do much, but he was decent at best. Yeah. What do you guys think about Najee Harris to the Pittsburgh? I mean, that was pretty much the notion coming into this draft. Yeah. But what do you think about the pick? Not about, like, yeah, everyone expected this. I mean, just based upon the draft, uh, Najee, I like Najee Harris to the Steelers, but I feel like they had bigger needs to address because, you know, similar to what happened to Joe Burrow and when they drafted Jamar Chase, like you could throw the ball to Jamar Chase if you drafted Sewell. But if you didn't draft Sewell, then is the pressure going to get to Burrow before you can get the ball to Chase? And this is similar to the Steelers because with Najee Harris, but – half of their offensive line retired or became free agents. So Najee Harris is a good running back, but if they don't have an offensive line blocking for Najee Harris, 
then Najee Harris isn't going to go anywhere. But if they drafted uh, an offensive line and then drafted a running back in the second, then the running back in the second would have a better opportunity behind that offensive line. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, usually I'm against drafting running backs in the first round, but if I were to draft one, I was going to draft the Najee Harris type running back. But the pick I read on the screen in the first round was the pick right after, which is Travis Etienne. Like, I get it. You're reuniting him with Trevor Lawrence, but you have James Robinson, man. You don't need a running back in the first round, especially with the other needs on the Jaguars. And I, there are so many needs for that team. Yeah, I thought um, the Jags were going to trade up for Christian Darrisaw because what he was like taking two picks. I thought that they were going to trade up, but it's like ETM. And like, it's not like James Robinson was like half decent. He was a very good running back. You know, he put up a thousand yards. Yeah, like you just said, it just made no sense at all. Yeah, going back a couple of picks, uh, we have 21. The Indianapolis Colts somehow landed Quiddy Pay. And, you know, in my opinion, I love this pick. I feel like the Colts addressed a major need on the defensive line, especially edge rusher. Uh, I think Quiddy Pay is a very good prospect. He's physical. He's strong. He's good at pass rushing. He can set the edge. In my opinion, I like this pick at number 21. But going into the second, they then the Colts then drafted another edge rusher, which I get you have to address the need. But on the roster, you have Kamoko Ture, you have Ben Banigou, you have uh, Alquadine Muhammad, you know. So I like these picks, but I just feel like if they addressed the tackle here, their draft class would have been so much better. Yeah, I also actually really like Quiddy Pay at 21 here. I think, you know, he's a very, very good athlete. I think he's better of a run stopper than he is a pass rusher, but obviously pass rush is something that you can seriously develop. Um, so I, I really like this pick from the Colts. Obviously, like you just said, they could have addressed tackle, but I think you just can't pass up, like, you know, a talent like Quiddy Pay at 21. I think he could really be a star in the NFL if he's developed right. Especially yeah. on that D-line with DeForest Buckner. Yeah, and then going into the, you know, about last six picks of the draft, we get into the the reaches. So 26, we have Greg Newsom. This pick's not bad. I just feel oh, like this they was didn't a steal. I thought this was lucky secondary. steal. What? I don't think this was a reach. I think this was a perfect pick. I mean, Greg Newsom is – I mean, I'm not going to say – I was talking argue. about, like, the pick after that, and, like, Greg Newsom was just there, and I wanted to talk about him. But, oh, okay. I mean, I thought it was a great pick for the the um I'll call it the, the Browns because they do play conservative cover um you know, zone coverage defense and Greg Newsom could seriously already play that that deep third. So him and Denzel Ward. I mean this this Browns team in general did a very good job in drafting, but I really like Denzel not Denzel Ward Greg Newsom here. Yeah, in my opinion, I would have liked to see Awusu here, but they went around in the second and they got him somehow. So I mean. I'm not really complaining about that draft pick, but, you know, number 27, this was another good Pete. This was another good pick that wasn't a reach. Rashad Bateman here. Uh, I like that you give Lamar Jackson some receivers finally and see if he can actually throw the ball or not. Yeah, I mean, he is also a deep threat, but also a kind of a big body 6'2 wide receiver, in my opinion. You pair him up with Hollywood Brown, who – a lot of people say is, you know, not good, but towards the end of the season last year, he was, I'd say, very solid. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 
I'm loving what the Ravens are doing. Also, they drafted Jason Owe, who is also another really good edge and can develop properly, which I think can because I think he can because that Ravens team can coach very well. So this team did pretty good in the first round, in my opinion, overall. Yeah. Now we go to the reaches. Number 28, the Saints took Peyton Turner. Um. You know, in my opinion, I think Peyton Turner, you know, he's a good leader. He was team captain. Uh, I think he's a decent prospect. But in my opinion, he's not a first-round talent. You know, you have the Saints. They're wide receiver needy, in my opinion, after Emmanuel Sanders left. You only have Michael Thomas now. You know, Elijah Moore was on the board. Could have taken him, in my opinion. Um, You know, as far as edge rushers go, you gave the Ravens Jason Oway. You gave the Bills Greg Rousseau. In my opinion, those guys are better prospects than Peyton Turner. So I just – I feel like this is a reach. I don't know if the if it's the worst pick in the draft, but it's a reach for sure. Okay, and then 29, Packers. What more is there to say about this pick? You draft a cornerback. You draft Eric Stokes. Uh, you know, I think that Javon Holland is a better secondary player than he is. I don't – I think Trevor Morig was still on the board. Uh, I just don't understand why you would take Eric Stokes, especially the day of the draft. Lots of reports came out that Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave and was looking to be traded or he was going to retire. So, with Elijah Moore on the board and you guys need a receiver to satisfy Aaron Rodgers, I don't understand why you take a cornerback. Like, cornerback's not even your biggest need, to be honest, because you guys re-signed Kevin King. And I know Kevin King got absolutely destroyed against the Bucks, but he's a mediocre cornerback that you could live with and don't need to waste a first-round pick drafting a replacement. And then you have Jair on the other side, of course. But, I mean, if you wanted to keep Aaron Rodgers, this should have been Elijah Moore, in my opinion. And I just think this pick was terrible, and their GM, like Aaron Rodgers said, should be fired. Honestly, though, hot take. I'm not even mad at the pick. Like like you said, we just saw Kevin King get absolutely toasted in the most important game of the Packers season. Like, he was by far the worst player on the field. You draft a corner who I think was the best corner available still. You take him. You put him right next to Jerry Alexander, and that fills one of your biggest holes. And also, they got a wide receiver in the third round, Amari Rodgers, who I also like a lot. I think he's very underrated out of Clemson. So, I think overall, besides the Rodgers stuff, like, the Packers had a pretty good day. I mean, I like Tish, I, mean, I like Tyson Campbell over Eric Stokes, and I like Javon Holland over Eric Stokes. I like Asante Samuel Jr. over Eric Stokes, in my opinion. Ooh, I forgot about Asante Samuel Jr. I like Asante Samuel Jr. over Eric Stokes, too. And like you said, they did draft a receiver in the third, but Elijah Moore compared to Amari Rogers, Elijah Moore, like, he's easily the better prospect. I think that's about covers it for the picks. Actually, let's talk about let's talk about Asante Samuel Jr. for a second. He fell quite a bit farther than I thought he would fall. Why do you guys think that happened? I mean, teams probably didn't. I mean, didn't like him. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Honestly, at this point, I mean, they yeah, they probably didn't like him as a uh, you know compared to other corners, or they didn't have a need for corner probably. I mean, what what teams draft over him? I mean, oh no, the Jags should have taken them, taken them, but they took someone else. Who was it? The Jags. The Jags. Yeah, the Jags Tyson took a corner. Campbell. I'm pretty sure. Tyson Campbell over him. 
the more interesting one, in my opinion, was the Cowboys took Kelvin Joseph over him. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't get like you could have had Asante Samuel Jr. is a good corner. All right, shall we talk about Aaron Rodgers? We alluded to earlier. That was a rhetorical question. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) So, the news came out the other day that Aaron Rodgers does not want to take another snap for the Green Bay Packers. The Packers obviously said, "Yo, we're not trading him. Like he's on our team. We want we built. We're building our future on Aaron Rodgers." And Mm -hmm. yeah, now we're at a stalemate. What do we think? You, where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to go? I mean, among the needy teams he listed, he listed the teams he wanted to go to, Niners, Broncos, Broncos Raiders, right? Broncos, Niners, Raiders. Broncos, Raiders. And Niners just drafted Trey Lance. They offered the third and a bunch of other picks and some starters for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers declined. So he's probably not going to become a Niner. Uh, as far as the Raiders go, I think the Raiders are still a possibility, and I think the Broncos are still a possibility. In my opinion, Broncos are probably going to be the favorite for me just because I don't – I like Teddy Two Gloves, but I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. Drew Locke, we've seen what he he's done across, like, the past three years. I don't think he's that great. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos, I think the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders with that defense and – with Aaron Rodgers on the offense throwing to Jerry Judy, I think that is a very good combination, not to mention Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think if he goes anywhere, he becomes a Bronco. If he doesn't go anywhere, I think he's I think the general manager either gets fired or Aaron Rodgers retires. And then probably goes back to a different team. But yeah. Yeah. As much as my Niners fans hate to hear it, I highly, highly, highly doubt Aaron Rodgers coming to the Niners. One, he's in the division, like you don't tra- or not in the division in the conference. You don't trade within the conference, especially to a team you're gonna have to compete with. Two, if you trade Aaron Rodgers to Kyle Shanahan, who is in just a poor man's version of the Kyle Shanahan's offense in Green Bay, that's career suicide for Matt Lafleur. Like. They would just stack up the rings. I'm not even being I'm being dead serious. They would just. I know, but it's like to be honest, is is Aaron Rodgers really gonna go to the, the um, the Niners as they have Trey Lance and Jimmy G? Well, I'm expecting one uh, Trey Lance to be in the package for the night for the Packers, or to a third team for more pick. Like there, there are avenues of getting Aaron Rodgers, but I just think it's highly unlikely. And that's even if they trade Aaron Rodgers. Like, we don't know. He might just retire. The easiest point, though, the most realistic place is definitely Denver, which would be very scary for that division to have Herbert exactly. and Rodgers in that conference. That's- that division is going to be some must-watch TV. Yeah. Shout out Derek Carr for being in that division. Yeah, I'm sorry, Derek Carr. He just ain't as good as these guys. I mean, he's good, but I mean, they're probably taking quarterback next draft if they are. Yeah. I mean, also, I just think Fields on the board at number nine, and if you were Denver, you just passed on him for certain. I mean, I think they wanted to give Drew Lock another shot because the team was kind of banged up with Corn Sutton also be, being gone. 
So I think they wanted to give him another shot. And if he's gone at this point, if, if he doesn't, you know, prove to be that quarterback and take him to the playoffs, then yeah, he's gone. Yep, I I tend to agree. I mean, Drew Locke has all the arm talent in the world. He just hasn't really put it together. I don't know if that's on the Broncos. I don't know if that's on him, but odds are the Broncos are going to be searching for a new quarterback by the end of next season. Anyone else have anything to add to the Aaron Rodgers thing, or are we, are we going to get out of here? Uh, I mean, there's not much, to be honest. Oh, another thing I want to talk about. Uh, this is going to the draft. So, J.C. Horn was obviously the first cornerback off the board at number eight for the Panthers. Do you guys think that – do you think they could have traded down or not? Because I have my view on that, but I just wanted to hear what y'all what y'all say. Uh, could you repeat the question? Um, so, J.C. Horn obviously dropped down to – I mean, not got taken at eight to the Panthers. Do you think the Panthers could have traded down and got him? No. I don't I don't think I don't think so. I don't think he falls past Dallas. Dallas really wanted a corner and that's what they trade back cuz no corner was available. I don't think he gets past Dallas. Unless, unless obviously they're just trading like one pick down. Then yeah, sure, but I don't think if you trade past him you're getting JC Orange. Who would they trade down with? This is the uh... point. Because on my board, I had, like, J.C. Horn going around somewhere between 14 and 20. But that's just me. Because, right, if they someone trades to number eight, say they take Justin Fields, right? Number nine, Broncos probably take Sortain or Horn. Number 10, Dallas, a cornerback. So there's the two cornerbacks. Oh, wait. I can't do math. Okay, never mind. I don't think he's available. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, um, I don't think, uh, I don't think they would have gone on because people were actually, like, you know, talking about this. What is that one player you think that you know you could have gone if you just traded down? Like, it's not a bad pick, right? I mean, J.C. Horn is arguably the best cornerback in the draft. You, I don't think they could have traded down again. Uh, mate, uh, yeah, 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 they could have traded down. I mean, I like the pick, though, though. Don't get me wrong, because cornerback, they only had, like, three needs coming into this draft, and it was cornerback, tackle, and tight end. They addressed tight end with Tony Tremble, or Tommy Tremble, um, and then they addressed cornerback in the first, and then they addressed tackle somewhere. Third round, I believe, with BYU, the tackle from BYU. So I don't think – I think the Carolina Panthers actually had a really good draft. I don't think J.C. Horn was that much of a reach. And I feel like they had their board set up to where they were able to address every need as the rounds went on. Yeah, I'd say overall the Panthers had one of the better drafts in this draft. And I think – who do you guys think had the worst draft? I think this should be a pretty consensus. Seattle? It, Seattle's second, in my, in my opinion. Who's first? Well – if we're counting the Rodgers news, the Packers, but if we're looking at purely at the draft, I think it's the Raiders. I, I just – I was Raiders didn't do – like, obviously the first round pick was terrible, but they didn't do, like, terrible after that. And I guess if you want to say it's awful, then sure. But I think – I think I mean, Alex Edward is not, like, a bad tackle. It's just at the at the point where they had the, the pick, they could have had someone better. 
like you know um uh, what's his name christian derisaw or something and then honestly they could have just they could have seriously fixed their tackle issue so i just yeah. i just didn't like how they did not address their offensive line until the seventh round besides Alex leatherwood because if you guys remember they lost their whole offensive line and i'm sorry Alex Leatherwood's not fix your whole offensive line. You know what I mean? They need to draft more yeah. offensive line. I, I was thinking they should – I think what they did in the second round, like, you know, drafting Craven Mulrick was good. I think getting – I think they should have drafted Christian Derrissaw and then in the second round maybe, like, trade out for an Alex Leatherwood because you could have probably had him there. And I think your draft would have been pretty good, but they didn't do that. Or trade down, like, a pick or two because I think some team would have wanted, you know, to take someone there. Yep, and I think I think we're done here, right? Yeah, I mean, that's not much. All right, so. this concludes the first episode of season two of NFL Outlook. If you haven't, follow us, follow us on Instagram at NFL underscore Outlook. And yep, I'm signing off. Later. <laughs> <laughs>